Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo, serving you a generous helping of everything you need to know to help you and your loved ones stay safe during any doctor or hospital visit. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety, where each week we delve into little-known healthcare and hospital hazards, as well as other fringe topics that affect your health and well-being. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me, and today I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? Well, here's something that occurred this week that got me to think about the dangerous combination of blind trust, mindless shopping, and devious marketing and food packaging. Last week, I opened our pantry door to get some bread to make a sandwich, and I was hit with a high note of stinging, synthetic, sweet, yet nasty chemical smell, like a cheap bargain basement fragrance department. And no, not that I have any idea of what that smells like, but I could only imagine. What in the world is that? I said out loud. Bob was in the kitchen as well. Walked over to the pantry. He took a sniff and replied, I don't smell anything. Well, I took my Italian nose sniffer and I pulled things out and inhaled deeply. My first thought was a plastic bag because on occasion, certain stores use bags that smell like cologne. A mesh bag of potatoes was on the bottom shelf in a plastic bag, but no, it wasn't that bag. I sniffed around until my nose burned. I coughed and then I looked up. On the top shelf was a brand new box of Glad garbage bags, white garbage bags. Bob had just returned from the grocery store and obviously these were one of his new purchases. And I asked, are those scented garbage bags? To which he replied, One of his standard answers, by the way, they shouldn't be. (laughs) My standard answer back, well, that's for sure. They shouldn't be, but I think they are. So I pulled the box off the shelf and with less than half a whiff, yes, these were the culprits. So I did what any reasonable person would do. I looked at the box. Glad Odor Shield bags with Febreze freshness. Strong bags that neutralize strong odors, provides continuous odor neutralization, and leaves behind a fresh, clean scent. (laughs) I'll be the judge of that. So I took the stinking bags out of the pantry, lest they impregnate the bread with that awful smell, and I put them on the shelf in the laundry room. I asked Bob as nicely as I could, please don't buy those again. They're toxic. They off-gas. We have cats whose livers cannot process chemical and synthetic fumes. Later that day, as I passed the laundry room, again I was bowled over, knocked over by the noxious fumes. So out they went, outside, into the garbage can, where they belong. Now, I don't want you to think I'm a lunatic, but I don't use anything synthetic to clean with. White vinegar is my go-to household cleaner and sometimes baking soda when appropriate. No dryer sheets, I use essential oils, 
no oven cleaner, no orange glow, no Windex. I mean, there's no need to fill the air in your home with health hazards. Now, let me digress because this is actually quite shocking. I went to the Febreze website to see just what was in this product, and here's what they promote. They say, want more info? Here's what we don't include. Phthalates, formaldehyde, flammable propellants. We don't use them. We get asked about these ingredients and we want you to know they are not in Febreze products. For a complete list of what we exclude from our products, see our Procter & Gamble ingredient page. Well, I don't want to know what you exclude. I want to know everything you include. So, I searched around some more. Now, unfortunately, there's not much data being shared on Febreze and their many products, but the Environmental Working Group did conduct a test for the ingredients of one of their products, Febreze Air Effects. Shockingly, Procter & Gamble only disclosed three ingredients in this product, but the Environmental Working Group found 87 chemicals in total. Now this is just one Febreze product, but the fact that only three ingredients were disclosed and that so many undisclosed ingredients are dangerous, I'm going to hazard a guess that it's safe to assume that their other fresheners are just as dangerous. Here's just some of the 87 chemicals found by the Environmental Working Group in Febreze Air Effects, listed in the order of their toxicity to humans. BHT, known as a neurotoxin, an endocrine disruptor, immunotoxicity, a non-reproductive organ system toxicity, skin and eye and lung irritator. Then there's acetaldehyde, known to cause cancer, toxic to reproduction and development. Then we have fragrance. That's one of the three ingredients actually disclosed. It's a neurotoxin, an immunotoxin, and an allergen. There's propylene glycol, causes cancer, allergies, toxic to the immune system, and there's just way too many more, obviously. But the question is, do I really need these cancer-causing garbage bags in my home? Garbage is the defining word here. And now, how is this even legal? Now, why are innocent people spraying highly toxic, cancer-causing, health-damaging chemicals all over their homes to freshen it, while trusting that what gets sold and the ingredients listed are true and safe? I mean, how does this even happen? Why is this allowed to happen? Which fox is watching the hen house? Now, I was also slightly irritated because... We could feed a small country with the food items in our kitchen that have tricked Bob into bringing them home that we will never eat. We have all-natural peanut butter spread made with sugar, molasses, and palm kernel oil. Not eating that. We have all-natural applesauce. Hey, Bob, is there sugar in this applesauce? <laughs> there shouldn't be. Well, that's right. There shouldn't be, but there is because you didn't read the label. We have all natural turkey. I was going to grind to feed to the cats, but it's enhanced with rosemary extract. Say what? Not safe for cats. But it says all natural. That's what I was told. Come on, Bob, you're a smart man. I told him, poop is all natural, but you might not want to add it to your food. That's why we have to read the labels. Well, at least we have these toxic garbage bags to toss out all this natural food. 
kind of sad. So I wondered, do men react to reading labels like they do when they're lost on the road and refuse to ask for directions? Is not reading labels, is it a man thing? Well, research shows that 58% of men read the information contained within nutritional labels versus 74% for women. So maybe it is kind of a man thing? But you know, in addition to that, it's also an industry game. Each and every time we go out to shop, we're bombarded with messages from these fancy marketing experts trying to make us believe, whether consciously or unconsciously, that their processed package actually contains something healthier than the others, that their product is indeed fresh, natural, pure, wholesome, full of nutrients from quaint farms and happy, healthy animals. Well, deep down, we know this is bunk, but the messages and buzzwords are created with psychology in mind. They're made to trick us, even when we know better, even when we're becoming more informed about our food supply and what we put into our bodies. So right now, I want to share several marketing buzzwords that you will have noticed on your labels had you taken time to look at them. First of all is fresh. Now, this is interesting because technically, this term is only meant to distinguish between meat, specifically poultry, that has or has not been handled at a temperature below 26 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, beyond that, within the confines of this meat terminology, beyond that, this term has no technical meaning on any label. Another variation of this is farm fresh, which again means nothing all food at some point or another technically came from a farm, we hope. But when a food is labeled as farm fresh, it does not in any way indicate the manner in which the food was raised. For example, an egg from both a cramped caged chicken that has never seen the light of day and an egg from a chicken freely roaming on pasture, eating worms and grubs and getting exercise and fresh air, both of these eggs can be labeled as fresh. Talking about egg labels, they are particularly confusing. Organic and free-range might not mean a chicken that's pecking around outside despite the pretty farm field picture on the carton. Here's a couple of egg carton labels defined. Your standard white store chicken eggs are raised in confined or concentrated animal feeding operation. The acronym is C-A-F-O, CAFO, Confined Animal Feeding Operation, where there may be four birds in a 16-inch cage. Conditions aren't good. Waste is a big problem. These chickens eat grain, soy, and possible animal byproducts, including other chicken parts. Yummy. Then we have free range. Well, these chickens aren't completely confined in cages, but are allowed, and I put in quotes, access to the outdoors. This might only mean one small door and a yard for thousands of chickens. These chickens are so used to being inside that they actually don't break their routine to go outside. The USDA recommends a foot and a half of space per bird, so even though they're not caged, they're not exactly running free. These chickens might get some exercise, which is better than the CAFO chickens, but just slightly. On the other hand, if a local farmer says free range, he probably means his chickens can run around outside and get at what they need. Then we have cage-free. According to Eggland's best website, cage-free birds are out of their cages but do not have access to the outside. Therefore, 
Their lives are pretty much the same as most free-range chickens, minus the door that nobody uses. And further, sources indicate that the conditions of cage-free hens are not much better than standard battery-raised hens. Well, there's lots more to know about eggs, but I'm going to leave that research up to you. Just don't be tricked by these marketing words that mean nothing healthy to you or to the poor chickens. Now let's talk about the word natural. Gotta love that word. Let's take bacon, for example. The label says it's naturally smoked, but yet the ingredients contain several preservatives and the use of sodium nitrite, known to have links to cancer. Or what about country natural chicken strips? Did you notice the claim about the chicken being raised without antibiotics? Yet with no other substantiation for this claim, all they're likely referring to is the legally required withdrawal period before an animal is allowed to be killed after it has received antibiotics. It doesn't mean that they've never had antibiotics. People giving antibiotics to food animals are required to follow what's called a withdrawal time after treatment. This withdrawal time is a waiting period after treatment that gives the animal time to reduce the concentration of the drug in its body, and therefore in the meat or the milk or the eggs the animal produces. Now, the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food Safety Inspection Services tests for the presence of antibiotics in the carcass of animals used for meat. But not every animal is tested. Carcasses are tested at random along with targeted sampling of carcasses from farms that have had problems in the past. And I don't know about you, but that makes me feel as safe as sleeping on train tracks. With all of the government corruption, I don't have much faith in any of the alphabet soup government entities when it comes to protecting the little old consumer. Let's continue with natural or all natural. It's when we get to natural that the stakes get a whole lot higher. So high, in fact, that many brands are being sued over the use of the word natural when their products contain ingredients that are clearly not. Now, when the federal government fails to act to protect the public, we often see private lawyers filling in the gap. Such is the case with a spate of recent lawsuits claiming that food companies are deceiving customers over natural products that really are not. Examples include Cashy. You know, Cashy Goline, the division of Kellogg's, they're being sued for unnaturally processed and synthetic ingredients in its Goline brand. What about Arizona brand iced tea for using high fructose corn syrup and ConAgra over the GMO content in its Wesson line of cooking oils? Now, the only official definition of natural when it comes to food labeling comes from the USDA, which actually refers to meat and poultry which states that a food product or ingredient is all natural or contains nothing artificial or that it is not natural if it contains synthetic or artificial ingredients. But when it comes to all other packaged foods, the FDA has not actually come up with a definition for the word natural, which allows companies the freedom to define it however they want. Another example of cashy, they're all natural Goline shakes. They're composed almost entirely of synthetic and unnaturally processed ingredients that have been declared to be synthetic substances by federal regulations. Essentially, when we see natural or all natural on a food label, it should mean that it does not contain anything synthetic or artificial, which would be good news, except that we can find example after example of product labeling in complete opposition to that 
and even including ingredients like high fructose corn syrup or GMOs. See that claim naturally flavored on the front of the box? Even a quick look over the ingredients will tell you that they are essentially made up of various types of sugars and starch and hydrogenated oils, preservatives and emulsifiers with a bit of pear puree and grape juice added in. So what can we gather from this? That natural is not a term we can trust and we need to go straight to the ingredients instead. So let's all agree from now on when we see the word natural on any food item that we laugh out loud, turn the package over, grab our glasses and a high-powered magnifying glass and actually read the label. Bob. Next, a good word, healthy. One example of a product being promoted as healthy, even if they don't use the actual word in their advertising, is Nutella, a chocolate hazelnut spread very popular in Europe and around here these days. Commercials like this go out of their way to showcase it as a great addition to a healthy breakfast, mentioning foods like whole grain toast or waffles and say that it is made with simple quality ingredients like hazelnuts, skim milk, and a hint of cocoa. Except... From the official Nutella website, you can clearly see that sugar is the first ingredient in Nutella. And there are actually a whopping 31 grams of sugar in every two tablespoons of serving. Not so simple or healthy, is it? Next, we have the ever-popular gluten-free. Gluten-free gets a lot of good press these days, being hailed as a healthier choice, even though a huge percentage of products labeled gluten-free on the market are actually highly processed, contain large amounts of sugar as well as plenty of preservatives, artificial flavors and colors and fillers. In other words, they are junk food with a gluten-free label slapped across the front, added to make the consumer assume that it's a healthier choice. All right, here's the word. Organic. Organics have seriously flooded the market, and in many ways, it's a good thing. But sometimes it can also be somewhat deceptive when we see that glorious, I'm organic label, catch our eye. So let's be real about what organic does and doesn't mean. Here's some specifics that are helpful to know. As with the gluten-free label, organic gets slapped on a whole lot of very processed, junky foods. So just because it says it's organic does not mean it's automatically good for you. Packaged products which indicate they are made with organic ingredients means they contain at least 70% certified organic ingredients, which means they could also include up to 30% of non-organic ingredients. Specific ingredients are not required to be organic in a multi-ingredient food. Some examples include enzymes in yogurt, pectin in fruit jams, or baking soda in baked goods. There are a large number of synthetic substances allowed for use in both organic crop production and livestock production, such as, are you ready for this? Vaccinations, as well as quite a number of pharmaceuticals. Don't even want to go there right now. Now, while organic requirements are certainly a far cry from the standards for conventional livestock, they still do not guarantee that animals are grazing on pasture or free roaming to the degree you might think. For example, cows, they are required to eat outdoors during grazing season or when the weather is not inclement. There's a term left up for interpretation. But between the official grazing seasons, when the grass is not actively growing, they are typically housed in barns and fed grains. For poultry, they are only required to have access to the outdoors. 
But this does not equate to free-ranging, outdoor-roaming birds in most circumstances. Usually it's more of an open-concept barn where there's at least one door leading outdoors, which, as I said earlier, the birds may or may not take advantage of. So what's even better than organic? Well, buy local. Talk to your farmers, your local farmers. Visit the actual farms and ask really good questions about how their produce is grown or the animals are raised. Now here's a fun one. Those little 100-calorie packs, you know, those little snack packs like Oreos or Chips Ahoy. I mean, just because a package says it's only 100 calories doesn't make it any better or different than any other processed junk or snack food, nor does it contain healthier ingredients. All they are is smaller, hence the 100 calories, most of which probably come from sugar or bad fats, but that's another story. Speaking of fats... Here's one we see often, no trans fat. Now this one is interesting. Food manufacturers can claim this even if the food actually does contain trans fat. What, you say? Isn't that flat out lying? Well, here's the thing. If the total amount of trans fat is less than 0.5 grams per serving, then the package and the nutrition fact labels can state that the product contains zero grams of fat, trans fat. I mean, either it does or it doesn't, right? It's madness. And yet, it's completely legal. Mm. Unreal. What you want to avoid is anything with the words hydrogenated oils or partially hydrogenated oils or even shortening. Here's a good one. Made with real fill in the blanks. Often the real thing a food is supposedly made of, say cranberry in your cranberry juice, the fruit in a child's fruit snacks, the strawberries in the strawberries and cream oatmeal, is actually so far down the ingredient list you might miss it. The cranberry pomegranate juice blend may be made with 100% juices, except that the great majority of those aren't cranberry or pomegranate, they're apple, grape, pear, and plum. Remember, ingredient lists work by starting with the most used ingredients and then going down in order to the ones used in only very small amounts. And many times the name itself has nothing to do with the ingredients at all. Take many maple-flavored foods. The maple flavoring is just that, fake flavoring and coloring, but not maple syrup itself. Such as maple and brown sugar oatmeal cup. It contains exactly zero maple syrup or even brown sugar. Instead, you've got plain old white sugar fancied up with caramel color. Huh. Here's a good one. Fat free. I love this. Every time I drive past a certain store near me, I get so annoyed by a sign in their window. We sell licorice. Fat free. No, duh. There's no fat in sugar and red dye number 40. Or how about pickles? On the label, fat-free. Uh, hello, there's no fat in pickles either. I don't know about you, but all this makes me mad. Why should I have to do tons of research prior to shopping? Why shouldn't I believe that what it says on the label is true? Why do I have to spend most of my time with suspicious thoughts? Well, here's the answer to those questions. Because no one, not you or me or any other consumer out there, does anything about it. In fact, as I was doing research for this segment, I read many of the comments from many consumers, and here's an example. Someone wrote, I am disgusted and outraged, but I'm also too lazy to do anything about it. Here's another. This person writes, the FDA is basically the complaint department of the government. You tell them your complaints, they smile and nod and empathize with you. They write it down and circle it with a big red pen to make it look important. Then they proceed to use the paper 
as toilet paper. So either we don't complain or when we do, it gets flushed along with all the fake food we eat. A recent AP poll found people check the labels on food at the grocery store, but it doesn't stop them from eating what they want. Nearly 80% of Americans say they check food labels looking for things like fat and calories and sugar, but 44% of people admit that even when the news is not good, they buy the food anyway. Why, people? Why? So do I have a solution? Well, not a quick one. But if each and every one of us spoke up with our pocketbooks, our wallets, our money, then we won't have to deal with wasting time complaining. Just don't buy the stuff. You know this, money talks. It's the only way to get anyone to hear you these days and you don't even have to say a word. But it does take a bit of vigilance on your part. You cannot trust that the can you throw into your basket is what you think it is. Begin by taking your time, pausing to actually read the ingredient list and having the pluck to return the item back to the shelf if it doesn't meet your criteria. Stop being force-fed by food manufacturers and Madison Avenue marketers can't you just see all of them laughing all the way to the bank while the masses zombie their way down the grocery store aisles, looking at their phones, grabbing the mumbo mindlessly from the shelves? It's embarrassing. Well, that's enough, right? I just wanted to share with you a few of the most common fraudulent food fibs foisted upon us. And I hope you remember this segment the next time you go shopping. And beware of scented garbage bags. <laughs> Come on, Bob, grab your glasses and your high-powered magnifying glass. We're going shopping. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up Radio. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. It's cold outside, and it will be for months. The experts at BNK Heating and Cooling have provided the residential and commercial properties of Greater Cleveland with excellent heating services since 2000. They are highly trained and qualified to work on all types of heating systems in your home or business. They handle full system upgrades and overhauls, services, repairs, and installations. And their focus on customer satisfaction and quality work have made BNK Heating and Cooling Northeastern Ohio's favorite choice for heat and air conditioning services. They're my heating people, and they can be yours too. Call Bill at 216-210-2529 and stay toasty this winter. That's 216-210-2529 and tell them I sent you. Hi there, I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, the host of Mrs. Green's World, and I would really love for you to become a part of that world. We talk about things like the faceless villain of climate change, our compromised food supply, and about how to become a conscious consumer. But it's not all bad news. We educate, we inspire, we engage. We always leave you with some small steps you can take to make a difference for this great planet of ours and help you live the healthy life you deserve. Please visit mrsgreensworld.com to learn more and become a part of our world. Well, there you have it. Lots to think about when we go grocery store shopping, right? That's for sure. And it all started with my stinky garbage bags. You know, I long ago stopped using things like Febreze once I realized the dangerous chemicals and synthetics that were in the ingredients, um, even though they aren't listed on the 
Procter & Gamble website, all you have to do is take a sniff and you know it's not healthy. So I've been working with essential oils for the past few years, developed a couple of companies and have been working with different groups, creating in hospitals, creating disinfecting room sprays, sprays to help mitigate MRSA, eyelash mites, hospital helper, happy hands, amped up hand sanitizer, dirty talk, your cell phone disinfectant. And so instead of using something like a Febreze, why not use something natural and safe? I have something for you. It's called Clear the Air. It's a disinfecting room spray. It's great for visits to the hospital, for nursing homes, for your place of work, for your car, and especially your own home. The precise essential oils we use in this blend have been documented in scientific studies to reduce and kill airborne bacteria and viruses when diffused into the air. Not anything synthetic that's just going to mask the smell, but something that actually relieves the smell, but at the same time reduces and kills any bacteria and viruses that may be in the air. Essential oils organic essential oils, and that's key as well. It's not just any drugstore or multi-level marketing essential oil. These are organic. Cinnamon and lemongrass essential oil significantly disinfected the air when diffused, according to a major study. Tea tree and eucalyptus essential oils killed airborne influenza viruses when diffused into the air. There is an impressive study on antibiotic-resistant bacteria, including MRSA, and the results of diffusing essential oils of geranium and lemongrass into the air. There is a study on the benefits of eucalyptus oil inhalation against airborne tuberculosis bacteria. So, my blend called Clear the Air, it combines the benefits of several different well-documented antibacterial essential oils into a single, safe, and easy-to-use mixture. So I'm going to send you to zappenzen.com, Z-A-P-N- zen.com z-a-p the letter n and zen as in feeling zenful zap and zen.com and you'll go to uh, radio specials there's one that says radio specials there's a link that says radio specials and there you will find several of the ones that i mentioned happy hands the amped up hand sanitizer which goes beyond typical hand cleaners Hospital Helper fights nursing home and hospital-assisted living rehab and hospice superbugs such as MRSA. Dirty Talk disinfects that cell phone that no one cleans. And Clear the Air Disinfecting Room Spray, a great alternative to Febreze. So head over to zapbenzen.com or give me a call 440-725-5462. And with that, my friends, we are done for today. So I hope you come back next week. We always have more to talk about. Same time, same place, but uh, you know me, never the same information. Until then, I hope you have a healthy and a very happy week, free from stinky garbage bags. I am Payout Rulo, and I am the voice for informed choice.